Good morning. So good to have you here on this um, Pennsylvania day. Uh, I say that because we never know what the weather is going to be in Pennsylvania. It can be hot, it could be cold. And so anyway, welcome. We're glad you're here. And for those who are watching us on Zoom, we're glad that you're part of our worship today. A couple of announcements. Um, First of all, Ministry Council will be meeting um, soon on November 4th, I believe. Um, Ministry Council reports are due on 10-27. Trunk or Treats coming up this week, um, 6 to 8. And... um, Again, we, you know, if you can sign up and be here, that's fine. If you want to just bring candy by, that, that would be good as well. Uh, shoebox season is upon us, so this goes through November 7th, so the boxes are back there in the back, so please take a box with you and um, fill, fill it up so that this outreach project reaches children um, for the Lord, and they get to to experience that there are people in America that uh, love them and are praying for them. Any other prayer concerns or, I mean, not prayer concerns, announcements? We're on announcements. Yes, Brenda. We're going to have, <laughs> we'll have a, we have a sheet out on the bulletin board right now that has the people that we know of who are military or veterans. And if you want to look at the sheet and let us know if we miss somebody, we would appreciate that and we could add those people. Um, prayerfully consider doing this because we think it would be a blessing for the person who's being interviewed, but also for the people who are interviewing them. You might get to know somebody a little better. Um, so you can just see me or Janice or Donna or Joanne or Dawn. And uh, we'll give you, there, we have a sheet that has these people's names and you just pick a person, maybe somebody you know or somebody you don't know or more than one person. You can interview as many as you want. Okay, this is uh, something that is coming up to honor uh, our veterans and active military people in our congregation. So we get to know their story. Uh, and to honor them. So I think that is an awesome thing uh, that our SOS team is doing. Um, Also, the uh, executive team and the property team, I need to have a very short meeting with you after the service down front. It's going to be just a, a short meeting, so those on the executive team and the property team, if you could meet with me. You're not in trouble, just saying. Just want to let you know that. So as we're coming to this time of worship, uh, we are in actually the book of Judges, 
And so I've been trying to think of, okay, how do we start the, how do we actually honor God uh, through the book of Judges? And all we need to do is that God is always there for us. He's there when there are good things and there are, he's there when, uh, when good and bad. And so we, through this book of Judges, we're looking how God is always there. He's bringing people back. And so the least we can do is to honor him. So would you stand with me as I um, lead the, us in the call to worship at Psalm 103, verses 1 and 2. Let all that I am praise the Lord. With my whole heart, I will praise his holy name. Let all that I am praise the Lord. May I never forget the good things he has done for me. Amen.
just talks about, you know, um, God is our way maker. I mean, he makes a way when we don't ever see one. Um, he's our promise keeper, the light in the darkness. Um, I mean, that's just in the simplest form. That's just who God is. Um, so it's pretty easy and simple to follow along with. So sing with us. Keep light in the darkness, my God. 
may be seated. As we <clears throat> come to this time of prayer and praises, uh, I wanted to read a note from Christine Rupert to all my friends at First EC Church. I say many thank yous for the cards and gift cards to Wise Market. It will be used wisely. It was a big surprise. So again, I say thank you for your generosity and Christian uh, Christian love to all. Uh, that's from Christine Rupert. So if you have a prayer concern or praise, if you will raise your hand and we will come to you. All right. Well, I thought I was going to get through this, and then you played Waymaker, and I can get into that in a couple minutes. But I'm also turning into my mother, who cries about everything. So... <laughs> um, I have a student whose name is Lake, and I can share names, but um, like the body of water. And recently his father has been going through a lot, a lot of health concerns, just vision problems, change of moods, um, sleeping a lot, just, yeah, they weren't quite sure. He's my age, 30, so it was very odd to come up. Through a lot of testing, they realized that, or found that he has a tumor, um, on his brain, pushing against the pituitary gland, and it is not cancerous, praise God. Um, However, it does need to be removed, and so it is an extremely invasive surgery, and so on Tuesday, this upcoming week, he will be going into surgery here in Hershey. Um, So yeah, if you could just pray, first grade will be signing, we signed up, they're doing a 24-hour prayer vigil. First grade will be praying at 9 in the morning, so if you think about it, um, this little boy is very quiet and hasn't really spoken about it, and I was doing a mindfulness activity on Friday, and he finally drew about it and his fears, so that was like really big, Um, but yeah, his mother has been using the term Waymaker as their kind of blog posting, um, and just like how he's moved in this situation, so of course I had to take some pictures, and I'm going to text them to her. But, yeah, it's just, she also brought me coffee on Friday to, like, bless me. And those kind of people just so impress me with their care about others, even though they're going through such a tough time. So, yeah, that's my little, my little student is Lake, and his dad is Brock. So, just, yeah, continue to pray. Well, we'll pray for Lake um, and his family and his mom and Brock and um, pray for healing for this young, this young father. Any other prayer concerns or praises that you have? Uh, we want to lift up in prayer Keith uh, Betts. <clears throat> he had emergency surgery on Thursday. Um, and according to Ethel, he's, um, he's okay. <clears throat> Looks good. Um, still in the hospital, so let's keep... Keith and Ethel in our prayers. Any other prayer concerns or praises that you have? If not, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Gracious Lord, 
we come before you, humbled by your majesty, in awe at your promises, surrounded by your love and your Holy Spirit. We are here to worship. We are here to praise you, to sing, to pray, to listen to your word. We're here as your church, our eyes focused on your son. Lord, on this day, we pray for a young father. We pray for healing. We pray that the tumor can be removed successfully and life gets back to normal. We pray for this little boy, Lake, who's finally reaching out of what, what his fears are. So Lord, thank you for those like Angela and all of our teachers who listen to our children, who are there for them, who walk with them, who walk with our children. And Lord, for those who listen, to take the time to find out what's going on, not trying to correct, but to walk with them. So Lord, we lift up those families that are hurting. We lift up those that struggle. We lift up those that are healing from surgeries. Lord, for those things that are in our hearts and minds. Lord, we cry out to you. But in all of this, we know that you are good. And you've always kept your promises. So forgive us when we haven't kept ours. Forgive us when we have fallen away. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. And Lord, let us Be your light in a very dark world because, Lord, we see it. We see people struggling, people searching for ways to fill a void that only you can. So, Lord, we pray for those in our community that don't know you. And, Lord, we pray that we can be your light to shine to them so that you would get honor and praise, that they would come to know you and have a relationship and to fill that void. So Lord, hear our prayer. We pray all of this in Christ's most holy name. Amen.
Our scripture reading is from the fourth chapter of Judges, and there are a lot of names in here, so I'm just going to read them with English phonetics. Sorry. Deborah, the wife of Lapidoth, was a prophet who was judging Israel at that time. She would sit under the palm of Deborah between Ramah and Bethel in the hill country of Ephraim, and the Israelites would go to her for judgment. One day she went for Barak, son of Abinoam, who lived in Kedesh, in the land of Naphtali. She said to him, This is what the Lord, the God of Israel, commands you. Call out 10,000 warriors from the tribes of Naphtali and Zebulun at Mount Tabor. I will call out Sisera, commander of Jabin's army, along with his chariots and warriors, to the Kishon River. There I will give you victory over him. Barak told her, I will go, but only if you go with me. Very well, she replied, I will go with you, but you will receive no honor in this venture, for the Lord's victory over Sisera will be at the hands of a woman. So Deborah went with Barak to Kedesh. At Kedesh, Barak called together the tribes of Zebulun and Naphtali, and 10,000 warriors went up with him. Deborah also went with him. Thank you, Kathy, for volunteering or voluntold uh, to read. Um, we will get back to uh, volunteers reading, but uh, today I was thinking, no, I, I don't know if anyone really wanted to read uh, that section. There were a lot of words there. Um, so as we're getting into Judges, it, it's getting into a dark time. And so um, as we're getting in, into this, there is... I, in chapter 3, I wanted to, sh- to share this, um, and this was really for Daniel, because um, he said, no one ever preaches on Ehud. E- uh, huh? E- yeah, Ehud? E- yeah, okay. So, Daniel, for you, I'm just going to mention, there was a judge, Ehud, and he did something really dark to that king. And then we'll just move on. Okay, so Daniel, I've, I've said it. It's only... Now, if you want to read it, please do. And you might go, oh, well, you need to read that. No, I don't. There's, I mean, it's just, it's just a really dark story. But I wanted to do that for my friend Daniel, so... There, I've mentioned it, and that's as far as I'm going. So now, Ehu actually did this. Um, He was a judge, and he did what the Lord had asked him to do, and so he took care of the king, and there was a time of peace, and, and people were following the Lord. And it was wonderful. It was a great time. And then, here's the shock to all of you, then they proceeded 
to forget who God was, and then they started to do their own thing, and they forgot about God. And so we, once again, we see Israelites who followed the Lord, and then God brings a judge to judge them. But this time, he does something really different. He brings in a woman, Deborah. Deborah is not a general. She's not a war leader. She's just a prophetess. She listens to the Lord. She has wisdom, and the people there go to her. She becomes a ruler as well as a leader, and it's one of the first leaders, female leaders, in the Old Testament. And here we have the people of Israel doing their own thing, and yet they're coming to Deborah, and they want to change. But there is a problem. The problem is Israel is still under the oppression of an army, and so God hears the cries of the people once again. And Deborah, not being a war leader, calls out Barak. And Barak goes up to to him, or to her. And Deborah says, you're going to lead an army against Sisera. And Sisera is going to be destroyed. Now understand the problem there. Sisera has these armed chariots. And they could easily destroy the 10,000 soldiers that Israel was coming to, to have and yet Barak says, yes, I, I, I will go and I will fight. But only if you'll come with me. Now, let me just say this for, um, as I was studying this. Barak doesn't, is not disobedient to Deborah. He's going to do it. He's going to face incredible odds. But I, I see Barak saying, Deborah, if you go then if God changes something, you'll be able to tell me. No, it doesn't say that. This is an interpretation as I'm reading this. Here is Deborah, a godly woman who speaks for the Lord. Why wouldn't we want her there? And the other thing is, Barak understands that he's not going to get any honor for going in and risking his life. He doesn't care. It was, it's more humility. And so, Barak obeys God. He listens. And with the 10,000 men against 900 chariots, they win. And Sisera is defeated. Barak knew he wasn't going to get honor and glory, but he does it anyway. He's, he's filled with humility. So now we have Deborah, Barak, and then another woman who is not mentioned in the study, but it's her name, and I had to hear it several times. It's pronounced Jael, and that's a southern probably inflection on my part. But anyway... She's the one who actually 
kills Sisera. Sisera runs and hides, and through trickery, brings him in to her tent, gives him something to drink, he falls asleep, and she kills him. Now, I will let you read how she kills him when you want to to know that. It's really kind of gruesome. So you have three people. They were all listening to God, and they all did what God asked. But in the end, who was the one who was to get honor? There's a song in Judges that you need to read. It's the song of Deborah. And in that, all of the praise is going to God. And all of them were happy because as they're singing, they're listening, they're doing, but it wasn't for themselves. It was for God. And so what we have here is an opportunity to look at who God is. Through all of this, it has changed, it's changed my mind about judges. I used to dread it. I now actually like it. Even though it's dark, I'm seeing God constantly pursue us in the midst of doing things our own way. I'm guilty, you're guilty, we're all sinners, and yet we're, God is still there saying, come back. I still love you. And sometimes we question, God, how could you love us? And all it takes is us looking at the cross. He was always seeking us out. Today in Sunday school, we talked about a revival that needs to happen here. It needs to happen in this nation, it needs to happen around the world. But I don't think we can ever get there if we're still putting ourselves first, if we're doing our own thing. If we don't go to the Lord humbly and say, Lord, forgive us, guide us, and we say, Lord, you get the honor, you get the glory, uh, then I don't think we're going to change. We've, I think we've gotten to the point of every man for themselves or every woman for themselves. We no longer are thinking about others. And yet, I see hope. Because I see just that. Slowly, we are talking to the people in our community. We're reaching out. Because there are people who have a dark void. And we can't just look at them and say, hmm, I don't know if you're right or if you are dressed the same way or I don't know I had lunch I had lunch with Rob uh, at uh, Pramani Brothers and I had a waiter wait on us and, and he was dressed a certain way and all this and I thought I could talk to him and, and to have the conversation 
not to judge him on the looks, but as a person. This is why Deborah coming out of Judges at this early port is important because no one else wanted to do it. Deborah steps up. She becomes a leader. And we don't see that. Sometimes our expectations, our bias expectations, are saying, you need to be like this. You need to be corrected. You need to be already in line with God. And so many times we, we judge them. We predetermine what they should be. I was looking at this, and I think sometimes people look at pastors and what should the pastors be? And I was reading something in line of people saying, well, what is a perfect pastor? Well, the perfect pastor is 29 years old and he has 30 years of experience. He dresses in the most fashy, on on the newest clothes, but yet he gets them at a discount at at Salvation Army. He drives a car that everyone envies, but it's practical. He lives in a good home, but not too good. He meets you 24-7, always there. He never sins, and and his hair is always perfect. Let me just say my hair is perfect. It's, uh, I left it at home. It's drying now. Uh, I'm going to wear it later. Um, and that's just sometimes we look at, well, who should a leader be or who should, who should a Christian be? And sometimes we judge them by who they are or what they wear instead of actually talking with them. It begins with a conversation. This week I got to meet with uh, some of the pastors in this area. We met with the district superintendent and we were talking about all the things that are going on. And there are times, so there's sometimes that I start to speak and sometimes I'm like, well, maybe I shouldn't say anything. And then I, I decided to, to speak up because of how passionate we get about our children and what the district's doing and all of this. And and I said, we should should have a say in how our children get educated. I said, we should have, we should stand up. But at no point do we threaten. At no point do we harass some of our, when I'm listening to the district superintendent and those who are feeling or handling the calls from parents, it got ugly, it got nasty. People were threatening the lives of these people. And I'm like, hold it. I said, what, what was the problem? We're going to disagree. Okay, around that table... None of us would probably, if we got into a dialogue, none of us would agree exactly what the other person believed. But yet we were very civil. We prayed. We talked. We shared. 
our expectations sometimes are biased. And I realized that the biggest thing that we could do at that time is pray for our teachers, our administrators, and our parents, and our children. We may not agree, but as Christians, we must love God and love others, and that is a way that we communicate. Are you passionate about your children? That, that, that was a question. Sometimes. <laughs> Sometimes. Yeah, sometimes we are. We need to defend our family. But there's ways of communicating. So in this, I wanted you to hear this from, this is actually from Tim Keller. As he's looking at the book of Judges, and as I'm reading through his book, he points out how wherever, you know, we may not like the book of Judges, reading it, but everything that's going on in Judges is actually going on here now. We're doing our own thing. And so here is what Tim Keller says. Judges is a reminder of the God who's always at work, often through the most unexpected people and circumstances. When we're looking at COVID, God is at work. When we're looking at how far apart we've grown as a nation, God is working. When we see people that we love that are hurting or they have cancer or things are going on, we need to know that God is working. Through Brock's surgery and Lake, we we know that God is working. Through the surgery of Keith, we know that the Lord is working. So this week, we need to know where God is working and come alongside. Not for our glory, but for God's glory. And how we speak to people is important. I want you to get passionate. I want you to get upset. I want you to get angry. But as in scripture says, do not sin. Sometimes that's hard to do. So this week, where's God working? Where is he working in schools, in public, and come alongside and work beside him for his glory? For you to be that light. 
Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Gracious Lord, we see where you're working. Even though there's some really hard things that we're seeing in the world, we're seeing people get angry and threaten and it gets bad. And so, Lord, you've called us to stand firm on your word, to be truthful, to be passionate, to have righteous anger. But, Lord, you've also asked us not to sin. And so, Lord, forgive us. Help us to take that stand. But that stand has to be both in truth and in grace, surrounded by love. So, Lord, help us. Help us be the voice crying out for you and helping other people to seek you in all that you do. Hear our prayer, O Lord. Amen. So in this time of reflection, I look at Deborah and Barak and I, and I see humility. I'm, I'm seeing people who are listening to God. And so, how can we listen to God this week? So that, that's a question I, I have for you. How, how can we listen better? I, I don't, I've got lunch in the refrigerator. I can wait until one Stop talking and listening. Or you're not telling me to stop talking. Sometimes that, that is true. We're trying to figure it out on our own, and so we're kind of like saying to God, God, this is how I, I would like for you to do it. And sometimes how he wants to do it is not the same way that we want to do it. And so to, to stop talking and listening. And we do that through... Prayer. What else can we do? Well, when you are listening, pay attention. Also, it's not even just listening, but we have to be active, active and hearing it and then actually putting it into action. Because we might say, Lord, wow, that's a great idea for someone else to do. I hear you, Lord. I'm with you. Yes, we need someone to go out and to greet people. Sin, my brother, or my sister, or someone else. But I'm glad we had that conversation, Lord. Yeah. One more. Compromise. And maybe it begins with humility. What's actually really important? Now, we can't compromise our faith, the truth, or, but sometimes our egos. When we're talking and we're like, no, I'm standing firm on this. I only did that once to my wife, putting my foot down. I'm never doing that again. Yeah, we're, we're going to walk on from that. 
but a compromise between Christians. Not on our faith. Understand that Jesus Christ is Lord and Savior. Period. I'm not going to compromise my faith. But I can compromise an attitude. Coming and meeting with someone. Not actually judging them. So sometimes our compromise is our human nature. And let it be God's nature. Okay. Let's pray. Gracious Lord, help us to listen this week. And let us not only listen to you, but act on what we hear from you. And Lord, help us to compromise. Not our faith, but maybe our hard heart, maybe our egos. Maybe we just need to ask for forgiveness and move on. So Lord, this week, guide us. But all of this for your glory. In Christ's name we pray, amen.
Let us pray. Gracious Lord, as we leave here today, help us to be about you, about your Holy Spirit, about your Son, Jesus Christ, and help us to show your light for your honor and glory. In Christ's name we pray, and all of God's people said, Amen. Amen.